Hello everybody, it's Takesha, and today I'm sitting here with Monet, and she's going to introduce herself and tell you all about her business. I'm going to ask her a few questions, and she's going to answer, and I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you, Takesha. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited to be here, and as you said, I am Monet Marcia, mother of two, fourth, fourth of six siblings. Ooh. I'm a mentor to many, and I'm also a certified life and grief coach which is super fun and amazing. And as a life coach, I get the opportunity to empower mothers to help their grieving kids. And a particular area is kids that um, have experienced homicide from a parent. So like death to a parent, parent that specific trauma, which is sometimes hard for moms to get on the other side of. Amazing. Do you have a, a website people can visit? Absolutely. So if anybody want to just kind of look into me for fun or like business wise, I can be reached at www.coachmonet and that's C-O-A-C-H-M-O-N-A-Y-E.com. And then I'm on Facebook. It's the same as Monet Marcia and that's M-O-N-A-Y. E-M-A-R-C-I-A. And Facebook is a really fun platform to see me on. Um, I do a lot of live videos to try to help in that way. And then actually get to see my personality because my family's on there. So there's always something fun, including maybe a video of me doing karaoke a few years to Shania Twain. I got to go watch that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we'll get into the questions. Yes. <laughs> so, Monet. Tell me about your journey of personal growth. Did you come from a family that instilled this in you? So I didn't. I didn't. It's so interesting um, because I've been experiencing personal growth all my life, but I was completely oblivious to it, right? I experienced trauma as a young girl. Like I was telling you a little while ago before we started that my mom was in a coma. And because of that, we had to live with different people and the way that we were treated was sometimes not fair, so to speak. And I didn't want to become a victim of not living my life because of that trauma. And I never thought about it that way. I just knew that I wanted to get on the other side of it and I didn't want to live the life that we lived and nothing against my mom. She's amazing. I tell people all the time, we lived in poverty, but we had a whole lot of love a whole lot of love so where there was funds not there we played marbles we went to our local zoo which was free so we had great things right. happen but the personal growth piece was really not instilled in us and it wasn't talked about a lot literally like the only thing that we were given because we grew up in a missionary baptist church was scripture so mm -hmm. you you attach scripture with saying god is going to make the way or he's going to be your this and he's going to be that which is great i'm not saying anything's wrong with that but there's a tangible piece to it that i found out a little later on that was a good answer <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any important things you want to share that's related to positive personal growth? Like, well, you just shared, but do you have anything you want to elaborate on? Yeah, so, like, I know that when I think about positive personal growth, I think about the level of emotional growth. And I don't know if you want to kind of dig deeper into that, like, being dig emotionally deep, aware of what's happening. Dig deep. Yeah, so it was about a couple years ago, I really got into this space of wanting to grow. And the reason that that happened, my children's father was murdered. And that wasn't a big deal to me, so to speak. I knew how to handle me. 
And I thought that I was doing all the things that made the difference. I was busy, I didn't cry in front of them. I made sure that everybody was connected to needed to be connected. I made sure everything was together. I gave her lots of support. I brought other people in. We stayed busy. She went to camp afterwards. Her birthday party was amazing because it literally was the week her dad passed. Father's Day was around the corner. Like I just made sure all the things were done, right? And then it hit me like a ton of bricks that I didn't spend any time grieving the loss of a man that I was with wow. for a long time. Wow. We never got married, but we weren't engaged to be married. Oh, and we spent man. eight years together. And he literally was important in my kids' lives. And I didn't take that time to grieve. And I had already been working on myself in other areas of my life. But I just got so busy wrapped up in that part of doing the things that I didn't stop and allow myself to grieve the loss of a person that I loved. Wow. And then one day it happened, right? Wow. And I was aware that I had stuffed all of those emotions deep down and had not allowed those to rise. And that I think wow. was when I became fully emotionally aware. I had already been working on emotions earlier that year, but it really hit when the grief hit me. Wow. It's like literally the first time I've ever shared that with anyone. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing it. <laughs> that was powerful. I felt it. I felt it. It was real, Takesha. Oh it was God. a moment in time that literally took me to that next stage of saying, I am going all in. And not just for me, but for the others around me. Right. What's right. the egg? That's so powerful. Big. Yeah. So it leads into the next question. The next question was, tell me about a time you let your emotions control you and how did you take your power back? That is such a powerful question. Let me think about a time where I let them control me. Yeah, it was, it was that level when I started to grieve. And you know, the way that I placed it to make it look cute was instead of me actually realizing the fact that, or sharing the fact that I was grieving, I just felt helpless. As a mother, I just felt helpless. Like, I could not help my kid. Right. Because I hadn't allowed myself to feel those emotions. And it really did get out of control. Because a lot of people may say on the outside, well, we didn't see, you know, you were strong. You know, that's right. what they tell us. Right. Be strong. You are strong for your kids. And, you know, you made sure they stayed in stuff to keep their mind occupied. And you did the things. And, you know, I was a part of mentoring people here and doing stuff there. So all the things were happening. But I didn't sit in it right. and allow myself to really feel it. Right. And so feeling helpless after all of this stuff stopped happening, what am I gonna do next? School is about to start. I can't just have her doing a thousand things. I can't just keep running around crazy, although I did for a while. Because <laughs> it was the learning process. It was right. like I had already told people I was signing up and I'm one of those people that if I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. So right. I had already signed up for the long haul for some stuff that may take a year. One of the things literally was a year out. Like mm. it was from June to June. So I, you know, I signed up for it, I was gonna finish it, but I felt helpless. And that was a time when I knew that I wasn't taking care of my needs or their needs. And then I, I found a way to learn to control it. And it's kind of what I was talking about a little earlier. 
is through thought work. So literally taking hold and understanding that like what you are thinking is causing you to do all these things in your right. life. It's right. It's not what's happened. Exactly. Because people die all the time. Mm-hmm. People are murdered all the time. Oh yeah. People's some people are not upset that someone got murdered. And this is why I know it's not it's not the murder that was the issue. It was what I continue to think about the murder. But people are not aware of that. And you are. I am. That's and that's what the I emotionally mean, aware. It's emotionally like that is aware. That yes. is what triggered me to see that although I was working on that thought work in other areas of my life, in this area, I hadn't put it to, to paper. I hadn't put it together. I hadn't decided or even realized that I can use that same right over on this side and not just for myself because the helplessness wasn't that I felt helpless for me it was the projecting that I felt helpless for my child right right and so once I realized okay I'm projecting that on her it's not just I'm feeling helpless for her I'm feeling helpless for myself in this area how can I grow and then I spent the time literally working on reprogramming that for my own brain and then once I saw that I can do it we struggled that year. I, I'm just being real honest. My child did not take it very well. Of and course. rightfully so. It's of her course. dad and they had a really strong bond. So I literally had a, a epiphany one day and I was like, what if, what if what I'm doing, I can learn how to teach her without showing her. But we won't go into deep about her personal growth. But in my personal growth, that was the moment when I, that feeling helplessness part of it was like, wow, okay, now what are you going to do? Right. And then using that work through self-coaching to figure out, all right, I can change this. And other people around me started seeing that. Some of them liked it and some of them didn't like it at all they were completely confused on how I was starting to level up after that just happened. Right. Because some of them were still hurting and they hadn't figured it out, like how to stop hurting so right. bad. And so, uh, good and bad, right? right? Your personal growth sometimes make other people uncomfortable. Of course, and that's okay. And that is okay. It is okay. Ooh, it is okay. <laughs> it's so good that as a mother, we can put ourselves on the back burner and care so much about somebody else. Our children. That gift. It's a gift. And I, lo- I joke all the time that it's a curse. I say that it's, it's a curse true. because we have been gifted to do something that is amazing. And we do it for so many years. And it, when they leave the home, it's not really over. Because I still call my mom. Right. Me too. And I've been here several decades. Yep. Centuries. Wait, what's 10? <laughs> they ain't got to know your age, girl. Because I ain't about to tell them mine. I said several. I didn't say which ones they were. But I've been here and I still call because I have her here. So I do still call and talk to her. Right. I have my dad still as well. Oh, okay. He's still living. So I have both my parents. Oh, okay. And I still reach out to them. So that parenting piece isn't over once they right. are out of your home. Right. Like we are still providing that. So I'm looking forward to those stages. Mm-hmm. Now... I used to think that once I left my mom's house, I'm out of there, that lady. Leave me mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
that's not the case. It's not the but case. The, but, but going through that personal growth allowed me to see that not everybody is coming alongside with me. Right. And some people I had to kind of leave where they were. Right. And I got a question that I didn't write down. <laughs> but being a mother, aren't you able to see things through your mother's eyes now that you couldn't see? That's the worst feeling ever honestly yes it is it's it's one of those feelings that's like you get that it's you're gonna have it because people tell you wait till you have a daughter uh-huh wait till you i have a daughter and i remember the things Girl. all the things <laughs> some of the things she don't even know <laughs> I remember all the things and now I get to see right and remember oh my gosh this is like or sometimes it's like I call my mom and I say mom I just want to apologize for having did x y and z right and and these these are coming more and more now that my daughter's 15 I I'm having more of those calls to my mother to say I apologize right I was a brat Mm -hmm. Wow, I'm. You know what? I, can I give you a virtual hug, mom? <laughs> right. Because I'm sorry. I apologize. I I put you through the ringer, and she said, "Girl, yes, you did." And they still loved you anyway. Still loved me anyway. Like we love ours, no matter right? what. I didn't even know. Like when I go back and think about it, I'm like, she should have been cut me off. Because <laughs> in my brain, I would have cut my kids off. Right. She should have been cut me off with some of that stuff I pulled. Ooh, I pulled all the things. <laughs> my siblings really didn't have anything on me. I'm telling you, I pulled all the things. I mean, I'm here now. That's all I gotta say. Right, that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> my next question is, how important to you is it to set boundaries in your life? I kind of alluded to a little bit of that with understanding that my personal growth was going to cause me to have to leave some people behind mm -hmm. because I no longer thought the same way. So I didn't move the same way. I didn't groove the same way. Right. And my priorities were different. And some people just couldn't get on that level and come with me. Not that my level was greater or not, but they just wasn't where I was. And it was okay with me to know that I might, I still love them and I love them right. from afar. The interesting thing that I love about the concept of boundaries is that many people create boundaries based off of things that we do to control other people. Right. But that's not what boundaries are. Mm -hmm. That's not what boundaries are. And when I really learned and understood, like my life coach, Brooke Castile, talked about boundaries and helped me really understand the difference between what we thought we were doing with boundaries and the truth about what a real boundary is. And I love it because it gives the onus back to me. Now that I understand that I completely control everything that I do yep. based off of how I'm thinking and how I want to act and how I want to show up, I started to see that boundaries were supposed to be what I was doing and what I was going to do versus requiring somebody else to do something. Right. I still struggle with that. I have to be honest. Because sometimes I have to go Me back too. look back and say, Ooh, oh, you know what? Me too. I cannot get, I can put it out there and then I can only do what I say I'm going to do if they do these things. That's it. So one of the things I like to kind of like give an example of a boundary, uh, when we, the way we interact with people. One of the things I was thinking about, like for instance, all right, I have a person that 
on a phone conversation, what used to happen all the time. And so as I started changing me, my conversations had to change as well, right? So what would happen on the phone, they like to talk about other people. Mm. And I would just, even if I wasn't really in agreement, I would listen. Right. So I may not say, uh-huh, and yeah, right. and okay, right. and what, and girl. Right. I may not have done all of that, but I didn't hang up. I didn't tell them to stop. I didn't do anything. Right. Or sometimes I may say, no, we're not going to do that today. Mm-hmm. And, and and I knew that this was this person's personality. So right. they were always doing that or they were complaining. Right. And I, the boundary that I have is I like to live in a space that does not have complaining. Exactly. There's one thing to me to vent, to say I'm having a hard day. And I right. just need to say that I'm having a hard day. And this is what I want to say and get right. it out, out right? right. And there's another thing to just be complaining all the time or talking about other people those mm-hmm. to me are two different things and for right. me i don't want those spaces in my head it clouds what i'm trying to do exactly in the way that i put positivity back out exactly. so i don't want to let it in mm-hmm. because the type of people that i help they are in experiencing real trauma mm-hmm. in their lives and things that happen so i want to save all that energy of when i am going to take in something like that for those people that i help Right. I don't want anybody else to give it to me. So I put a block up wall. So the boundary that I set with this person is I said, hey, I love talking to you. I love being on the phone with you. Sometimes you start to talk about gossip or you complain. I'm really at a space where I don't really want to put right. any of that in. And I don't feel like I have to explain stuff to adults. So I just tell you, I don't want to put any of that in. When we're on the phone, if you start to gossip or complain, I'm going to say goodbye, and I'm going to hang up. Right. So the boundary is what I'm going to do when that person does something that I'm not okay with. Right. Like, most people, if you, if somebody walk up to you and smack you in your face, like, they didn't cross your boundary. Right. You don't have to walk around. You don't walk around saying, don't smack me in the face. Don't, like, you don't do that, right? Right. No. But that's a boundary that people typically know is a boundary. Exactly. So sometimes we have to place those boundaries with people to let them know this is what's happening, but this is what I'm going to do. Not what I expect you to do. You have to stop and it made me feel like I get that 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 you made me feel this way and that way. I get how people like to use that. Mm-hmm. For me, I choose to just say this is the boundary. When X, Y, and Z happen, This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to remove myself from the situation. I'm not going to try to change you. Exactly. I'll tell you what does happen, though. Not all the time. What happened? What happened? Nine times out of (laughs) ten. Nine times out of ten. When you set a boundary like that, depending on who's the other person in the relationship. Right. They change. Okay. Mm -hmm. They know we're not going to complain and we're not going to. Now they may do it with other people, but, but on the phone too. with me. Yes, it just yes. Is, and we have really amazing, lively conversations mm-hmm. that can go all over the place. That does not include any complaining, useless complaining, or gossiping. Right. And it was amazing to see how now our relationship has grown even more because right. we can talk about love, more love. Right. Because all I want to do is love that person one hundred percent. And I can't give you 100% love of me when I'm taking right. in the negativity. Right. I'm not right. gonna take. I'm not just not gonna allow it for myself. So I just drop it, and I drop off. And it's. A, I mean, we have literally grown so much closer and can have more conversations because of that boundary. 
And that's not gonna always be the case. It just, you know, depending on what boundaries are. But for me, that's the thing about a boundary. This is what's happening, and then this is what I'm going to do. And you don't place it back on other people. Right. Biggest growth level for me, even as I'm still learning it right now, like I'm still learning the, the boundaries. As I meet new people, as I do different things, the boundaries, like, it's still me trying to figure it out some days. Right. Some people, I, I, sometimes I want to revert back and just be like, look, if you don't X, Y, and Z, or you need to, I don't do, I try not to do that. And the minute I see me doing it, I know that I can go the other way. Exactly. It's, it's amazing. Anyway, that's enough about boundaries. I get all <laughs> excited. I get excited about boundaries and how we try to change adults. You know, kids is one thing, but how adults try to change other adults. I'm like, good luck because you can <laughs> right. never do that. You sure can. Good luck. Do you ever have an issue with people not accepting the fact that you have grown and matured into this new woman? Do they still hold you to who you used to be? People do still try to come for me. <laughs> and for my listeners that don't know what that means... <laughs> That means they try to call me out based off of how I used to be. You X, Y, and Z. You think you this. You, I let people, this is my thing. I let people think what they want to think about me. So if they think that I'm stuck up, good for them. Maybe I am. If they think I'm too good, good for them. Maybe I am. If they think I'm a liar, good for them maybe i am i just let people think what they what they want to think about me and then when they come to me personally which it happens less and less often now because i don't know if the word is getting out in the streets but i just don't accept it right one of my family members posted something the other day uh i can't remember exactly but she's like when a person has grown and has changed they will unhung you to death because, like, as much as you try to argue or be mad and talk right. crazy to them, they just like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And then, because I'm not going to give you none of it back. But the way I have my boundaries set up, if you coming to me and you coming for me, I'm going to let you know, hey, I get it. We had a really great time. Those moments are over for me right now. And this is what I'm doing. Right. And I just leave it there. I don't ask them to come alongside me. I used to do that. I used to say, hey, you want to come along? But if they wanted to come along, they will see me. They will find me. And they will be like, look, I'm coming along because I see what you're doing. I don't even ask them that anymore. I just be like, I'm not doing that anymore. Right. I'm not doing it. And I have learned that the power of no is so amazing. And it oh, makes yes. so much sense. Oh, I don't yes. know why I was so much of a people pleaser to be. And I didn't even think I was. I was too. I, I didn't, didn't think know I was until I had to start telling people no. And then yep. I was like, oh my gosh, I was mm-hmm. a people pleaser. Yep. Me too. I couldn't tell. Any, I, because I, in my brain, I had to, if it's for something good, I should say yes. But that was still not even the right thing to do. If I had already created what I was going to do, i say no. Exactly. And no is a complete sentence. You don't owe anybody. Period. An explanation. And oh, period. My auntie Oprah taught me that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it is. Like, no, is it, it really is that. What is that called at the end of, what is a period called? A punctuation mark. Yep. So, N-O punctuation mark. Whether you want to put an exclamation on it or a period on it, it's done. Yep. It's done. No is it. There's, That's there's it. nothing else to it. That's it. And many people, yeah. many people haven't learned that yet. It took me a long time. I'm not, I'm not gonna 
And so that's what I want to kind of like ask the kids nowadays to give them that empowerment and that personal growth now is no means no. And not just in accordance to, you know, intimacy and stuff like that. It could be anything. I'm not explaining and no means no. I tell you one thing, my daughter loses a lot of uh, acquaintances because of that. Some of the things that I've been teaching her over the years, and she doesn't even really know that I've been like teaching her, teaching her, because I do it on a download. She, well, at least at the beginning, I, I had to because she wasn't taking it. But a lot of people don't want to stay friends with her or mm. acquaintances. I use I don't use friends like yeah, they're acquaintances, and they don't want to be around anymore because she doesn't always say yes. Wow! And it's not all. And even me, they ask me things, and it's it's not always yes at all. No, she can't always come outside, even if she don't have homework, even if she's just sitting. No, not today. And that's it. I don't give no explanation, and so that's kind of like what she does. And people, they want more. Right. And she's just like, I don't have anything else to give you, but no. Right. So it's so interesting to see that even youth are not used to that because we don't teach people that no is like it. Like that's the full sentence. I had such a hard time saying the word no. I'm 33 years old and just learning I you to say tell the word. Your age. I want to tell my age. But I want people to know how long it took for me to learn that two-letter word. Ooh. <laughs> that two-letter word was so hard for me to say because I felt like if I wasn't doing what somebody wanted me to do, I was betraying them. Ooh. I felt like they was going to That was deeply rooted. Yeah. I'm sure there's some causal things to that. You don't have to go yes. into it, but I can imagine. So I was just like, okay, well, I'll do what you want me to do because I don't want you to feel a certain type of way. And then I got to the point where it was making me feel a certain type of oh, way. Oh, yeah. So now I tell people, if it doesn't serve me or if it's something that I want to do genuinely, then the answer is no. I'm not giving you my 100% anyway if it's not something I want to do genuinely. I'm just not going to show up that way. Whereas if it's something I really want to do, I'm going to be giving it 100%. And in everything that I do, I want to give it 100%. Right? Because I'm going to show up a different way. People are going to get what they need from it. But if I'm just doing it because I'm saying yes and I'm tired, I got a headache, all the things. I think it's easier to do it with outsiders than it is with family. Because when you're so used to doing things for saying family, saying, saying no. no to outsiders, saying no to outsiders was easier for me than it was with saying no to my family. Really, I was the exact opposite. Really, I tell my my family no in a heartbeat. I tell outsiders no, and my family. When I, I was learning, yes. when I was learning this, I would tell my family no easily. Really, and outsiders, it was the people pleasing. Really, because I had a I had a I had a complex about how I wanted to be seen to the world. I wanted to be seen as this person that X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z, and she X, Y, and Z. I, I, needed, I had that complex of how I was being seen. Not for titles, but that she was active in her community. You know, where I can be active in a community and nobody ever see me. And I know that, and I can get the fulfillment and the joy from God. I can get that, that uh, what's this, horizontal, vertical, that vertical relationship and never, no one horizontal has to know. Right. And that was hard for me because I wanted to be seen as the person that was doing the things. And not that you gave me the accolades. I never wanted you to talk about it. I don't want you to tell people I was doing. I just wanted you to see that I had did it. Right. Which is right. weird because I would never well, write stuff down. I don't tell people what I like. It was true. hard for me. I had someone ask me like literally to write a bio and, you know, it was my strategy coach. And she was like, write your bio and then put down all of the stuff that you've done. 
and of course I was like, oh, I just, you know, I'm a life and grief coach and, you know, I work at my corporate America gig and, you know, I did this at my church. And she was like, that's all you did your whole life? And I, she was like, earlier you was telling me how you did all these other things. And I was like, oh yeah. She was like, no, you need to write down your stuff. And I was like, oh, that's hard because I only wanted people to see it. I didn't need accolades and I didn't want it written because I didn't care about the titles. But then once I didn't care about what people thought anymore, period, that no was easy. Yeah. The first one was the hardest. Then after I didn't die, when I said no. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I didn't die. I didn't miss out on nothing. Everything was fine. Right. Then it was like, no. People invited me to stuff. No. And then they wait. People, adults, they wait. They want to know why you said no. And right. I'd be like. And I kind of have a hard time with, like, if um, professionals, like, if I tell them something and they do that, they do. They wait to be like, well, why? Dear, I'm not about to give you a why as to why I'm telling you no, I'm not about to do this. I'm just not about to do this. So it's very true that adults will, um, kids sometimes, but adults will be looking at you like, um, is that the only explanation I get? By the way, everybody, that is Janine Simmons joining the conversation. <laughs> Welcome, Janine. Welcome, Janine. Hey. So, yes, no was a big thing for me. I think the first time I said no, I was up for like 24 hours because I felt like I hurt somebody. And you and, had to get to the other side. You had to, like, literally figure that thing out. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like I betrayed the person when I said no. Because I knew the situation. And I felt like because of me saying no, I was going to worsen the situation. At the time, I didn't know how to not put that on myself. Yeah, so you took on. I took on, yeah. you know, the situation. And I went back on that no. And which later had to still turn out to be a no. Either so, way. Either way. It was way. still a no. You could have just avoided all of that with your I first no. I could have avoided it with my first no. Yeah. It's it's hard. And if you're a person that was always a yes or a maybe or if you were that person. That was me. People started to expect that. Mm-hmm. Right? And so they will, they will ask you to do stuff that they wouldn't ask other people because they know that you are a yes person. Yeah. I was the yes person. And I, I learned I learned it. It took me, I was that person. I have to be real transparent and honest. (laughs) Because with the family, I can easily say no, right? So they knew not to call me anymore. Well, for a very long time. I've been that way for for years, right? Oh, okay. We can, my nose stem back 10, 15 years for the family. (laughs) Family nose is easy, right? The outsiders, though, I may have said yes once. And so they called me back more for the yeses. Mm. Where I became that person that used to like block them on my phone because I didn't have the courage right. to say no. Right. Right? Isn't that crazy? Yes, but it happens. Well, so first you gotta you evade them and send them the voicemail a thousand <laughs> times. You gotta save a number to say this is this person. Right? And I'm not the only person that do that. Yeah, this is this company. No, the answer's no, but I can't tell them no, so I'm just gonna hit that. And then block them so that they it don't get through. Instead of just like being real honest and just saying no. It might be because we know society has a hard time accepting no. We know that all the hundred times we said yes to that person, they're not going to remember. They're going to remember that one no. 
Once you get on the other side of it, then I'm on the other side of no. Oh, I am too now. I'm on the other side of no. But it took a long time. It took a while for outside. It took a long time. And like you said, I'm still alive. Yeah, I did not die from telling people. I'm still alive. And half of the time, they figure it out. And my do- my daughter, like I, I teach her this. I literally teach her this, and she gets upset because she wants me to pick her up from school. And sometimes I can do that. Sometimes I can do it. I just choose not to. Right? Like there's not a problem with me getting out the house and getting in the car to come get right. you. The answer is just no. Right. You know, <laughs> right. Understanding that kids be getting an attitude because you didn't told them no. You don't feel like doing something. Well, when I ask you to do something, how many times you give me the back mouth? Or you say, no, you're not doing that. But as soon as you want something, you want me to hop to it. And then when I don't feel like it, it's a problem. And so sometimes I just sporadically throw in those no's, even if I want to say yes. Sometimes I just do it. Takesha knows my daughter does her own hair a lot of the times. And she may have put off when she was supposed to do it. And I was going to take her to the store to go get some hair on a day. And she didn't, I don't want to go this day. All right. So the next day she'll ask me or when she feel like it. And the answer is no. Well, mama, my hair look crazy. Oh, we got some scars. We wear hats. Right. The answer is no. But you, you're about to go to the store. Yeah, but I'm not going to the beauty supply. Right. Well, well you don't have the money? No, I got the money. The answer is just no. You know, like sometimes you just got to teach them the answer. Sometimes I just sprinkle them in just so she can, if I'm getting too yesy. Right. <laughs> right. Too many of these. Yes, yes that yes. was me. I was too I yes-y. just sprinkle in some of the no's. <laughs> right. Just, you know, even it out a little bit. No, I'm mm-hmm. just kidding. But now sometimes I really do just have to just like the answer is no. And they wanna mm-hmm. they wanna have a reason why and want you to wanna project that on you to tell them the reason why. When the answer really is just no. Like I just and it, it's so interesting. Like businesses, like you were talking about professionals. They really, and I get it because sometimes either they're trying to sell you something or yeah. like, for instance, when um, working with a coach, one of the things that I realize is people hold back and it's not just no, they don't want to share at that moment. Right. And But when you're working with someone one-on-one, it's like, my job is to get that out of you. So sometimes I can't take no for an answer because what you're experiencing is actually causing even more problem to you. So I'm trying to help you and you... You're paying me to help you, right? right? So I may, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig a little deeper into your no. But if it's just like one on one, do you want to come to this? No, not gonna make it. And and I literally met someone in this new location where I live that had a problem with that. Mmm. It just it, it like a big problem that it turned into way more than it needed to because the answer was no. And I was just like, oh, it's so interesting that adults have never had anyone tell them no to them. Yep. And I feel like I'm helping them. I'm doing them a disservice if I don't tell them no. So maybe- That's true. You can't sprinkle in some no's. You might have to tell me That's no. That's true. Keisha, can I get a, a piece of cheesecake? There are many instances. Well, I'm gonna say yeah to that. I'm but- gonna say no. You're about to tell them no. <laughs> but- can I have but- one of y'all pineapples? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> and I'm still alive. <laughs> but there are certain instances where you know, you say no and you shouldn't have. Do you think Why would so? you say you shouldn't have? Because if like, you... What instances would those be? Like she said, she's a professional. So if she's trying to get me to share certain things and I'm going to a professional and I'm just like, no. 
Like, why I'm not... If I came here, I came to be honest with you. So I shouldn't be holding back information from you if you're supposed to be helping me. I think in those situations, it's the fear. The no is That's because true. the fear of sharing. It's not because that person just genuinely don't want to do it. There's the That's fear true. behind it or whatever the, their emotion they're holding back is the or they, why. They, they're afraid of being judged well still yeah still it's, it's a fear, fear. it's yeah. like it's a fear, fear on why yeah. they're saying the no and it's not true. the genuine i just don't want to do it like right right I, it's just not in me to do it and or i've got stuff on my calendar how many times have you said yes and you had to move around everything in your household because you told somebody else yes and so now you're running up against doing this then you're running yourself ragged and crazy because you said yes so I don't think it's so honestly, I make it up a decision. I've made a decision in my in my mind that whatever decision I made is the right decision for that moment and forever. That's good. Some things could That's go good. wrong and I still be like, well, that was the right decision for that moment. Because if not, I'm gonna second guess myself a thousand times. That's true. For all this. Mm. Right? You're that's you're gonna spend your time, time doing that right. over and over and over. If I should have just did this, if I didn't say no, this would have yeah. Cause sometimes our mind do us like that, give us like a whole bunch of reasons of like why you why you shoulda coulda woulda. Yes. Right. Shoulda coulda or woulda. why you why you didn't you do that because it would have been this or that. So yeah. It, I just eat some people want to know why and i just some, i just literally have to make that choice even when it's something that maybe was adverse to my growth i just said leave it like that was the decision i made that day what am i going to do today and i feel like it's crucial to women in general to learn that word because so much is as so much is expected of us by um, everyone ain't that the truth and <laughs> When we always yes, 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 and it gets tired. So it's a, it's definitely important for a woman to learn to be like, nah, I can't do that one right there. Girl, that would take me into a whole nother episode where right. we talk about right. those and those in relationships. <laughs> right, definitely. Oh, we, but we let's not do that today. That's what's going to change. That's going to have to be a whole other episode because yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but yes, the expectation of women to say yes and even in it's so crazy. In so many different facets. I could just go everywhere to where that yes is supposed to be the common theme of what we're supposed to do. Air quotes, of course, suppose is not required. Definitely not. And when you learn that and and going back into talking about personal growth, emotional growth, that was a huge positive. So it's it, some people may try to take it as a negative, right? Because we're saying no, but how did it affect me positively? I have the time to do the things that I said I'm going to do. If I schedule a day of relaxation and you call me and I say yes to do something for you instead of choosing no, because today was the day I chose, then that's going to have an adverse reaction on me. Where positively, I was able to just sit and chill on my couch and do right. nothing because that's what I chose to do. Right. Right. So when people may think that was one of the one of the big ones in the in like in my personal growth that I think was positive, and then like being emotionally aware. And I have like a couple of videos that I have on my Facebook page. Don't forget to check me out, Monet Marcia on Facebook. Check her out, y'all. <laughs> but I talk about like feelings. 
like emotions and how to actually feel them and process them and learn from them so that you know you're not gonna die. Because the power of the no is you're avoiding a feeling. Tell them. And whatever that feeling was you was avoiding, right? That is why you didn't say no. So you said yes, so you can have this other feeling, which is temporarily, because now you gotta figure out right. how you're gonna make it happen. Right. Yep. Yeah, so now right. you're gonna spin out on that. But you're avoiding that. And so instead of avoiding your feelings and emotions when they're not so great, not so good, not positive, learning to feel the ones that don't feel good, learning to feel the ones that make you feel like, like learning to feel helpless was a hard thing for me. Inadequate, I didn't feel like I was doing a good job as a mother. But I had to learn how to feel that and see that I didn't die when I sat there instead right. of running around doing a thousand things. Right. Big. And see, the big one for me is was um, sticking to my note with my kids' dad because you're like, oh, I'm going to um, make this work. We're going to make this work. And in actuality, you still show me the same actions that you was already showing me. You making me want to so, go to a whole nother podcast. <laughs> so why would I say yes to a thing that is clearly no? It's clearly no. I think that we are going to have to. Keisha, you got to take over because I think that we're going to have to stop on the personal growth of yes, the general, gonna... the, the, the emotional awareness, which is what we were talking about, about being emotional aware and taking it to that stage of talking about the power of no in personal growth. That's an entire, I think, yes. I yes. think we can go on and on on that. I know yes. I could. Yes. I can go on and on. Okay, ladies, well, we're going to wrap up today's session, and I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I want to thank you, Monet, so much what's, what's, for coming to this table and letting me ask you all these questions yes, that you answered yes. so amazingly. Thank you, so Janine, fun. for answering all my questions. Yeah. Thank you, ladies, and I hope to interview interview you again. Absolutely. We can make this a conversation. Yes. Right. <laughs> thank you for listening, everybody. Until next time.